Yes, I know it's been a few weeks, but I'm just getting round to my thoughts about the new Jethro Tull album, which made Lee Ian Anderson, of course, called The Zealot Gene. And I really rather like it. Now, you know, when people say, I like Jethro Tull, well, which Jethro Tull do you mean? Do you mean the kind of bluesy, rocky first version of that? Do you mean the sort of more commercial, um, sort of mid-70s to, I suppose, late-70s, although the folkier late-70s feel? Is it the kind of bringing in the, uh, bringing in the synths, bringing in the synths? Is it that type of kind of period you're thinking of, early 80s to sort of 84 time? Or is it the later sort of more organic feel of... I suppose Catfish Rising, not Rock Island, Catfish Rising. Or, actually, is it that one album, Crest of a Knave, that's got the rock and the... You know, is it that? Which which one do you like? I mean, I tend to like the rockier, then the late 70s folkier, because these are more my era. And then I really like the synth stuff. I like, eh? I particularly like Under Wraps. I'm probably the only person in the world who does. And I like the later albums as well. There are some missteps. I don't like Rock Island. But I do like Catfish Rising. And it's a good job because the Zealot Gene sounds a lot like that. Now, I know we've we've had um, Ian Anderson doing his own stuff and really receiving good plaudits and quite right too because he has that great personal songwriting feel. And... When you love words in that way and when you love emotion and you love drama and you love storytelling and you love characters in that way, that's bound to come through. That comes through this album as well, but it really is finely modulated. And we start with something a bit special anyway, Mrs. Gibbets, which has got a nice jaunty flute. I always like it when it's more like that than providing atmosphere, which you can do too. It has a sort of crest of a nave beat and power chord, strangely enough, but the vocal is really sweet and welcoming. And now, with the seasoning of that voice, the seasoning of the voice, the singing of the song, Ian Anderson has got kind of more character to that voice. You know, I know he had vocal problems at one point, and, you know, you're bound to, your range is bound to change. The range will change. Yes, it will. As you get older, and he's really working to that strength now. It's got a lovely growing flute after a nice gentle chorus into quite a metallic guitar solo. It's dramatic, it's warm, brings you in. Jacob's Tales then gives you a gob iron, that lovely harmonica, acoustic. It sounds quite early. And mine is the mountain. It's like a sort of mini suite. It's very dramatic. It's a bit, it's a bit grease paint. It's a bit footlights. It's a bit musical theatre. It takes you up and down. It's lovely. Shoshana, Shoshana's sleeping. Fruity flute. That fruit of the flute is lovely. It's, a, it's again, a really jaunty, bouncy feel. Does sound like the late 70s stuff. It becomes a really lovely beast, this. It, it's, it's sweet. And you've got um, Beth and Wild Desert John. Beth and Wild Desert John. Now, the guitars are reined in a bit. It is a face front rock riff, but it uh, try saying it three times fast. Face front rock riff, face front rock. Yeah, I can't. But it's nicely modulated again. That's what I mean. It does sound occasionally a bit nasty, but it doesn't go all out. It then breaks down for some sweet contemplation, 
and then brings the rock riff in, which is nicely 80s. It's good. Really good. I mean, there's some smashing stuff here. The, the, um, the Fisherman of Ephesus has a sort of Irish folk feel to it. It's warm. It's sweet. It's very good to spend time with. The Zealot Gene itself, the track, is a combination of lilting voices and almost nasty guitar stabs. There's quite a lot in here. You know, which is why I think it sounds to me like Catfish Rising, which was, try and, try and tell us where we're going with this album. I can't, you're going to all sorts of places, and they're all places I want to go with you. That's the way I feel here. It's mixed to have a really kind of, I'm sitting next to you, just telling you these tales while the band play in the background. I mean, and it's a really... It's a really band album. It doesn't sound like this is Ian Anderson's album and there's nothing else. You know, um, it, it really works that way, actually. It sounds like a complete uh, band. It doesn't sound like Ian Anderson's solo stuff. Even if he had a solo album coming out, he wouldn't call it that, surely. Maybe he would. He's got quite a sort of disarming modesty about him. Ooh. He's always pricking his own pomposity, which I like a lot. So this album does sound like that. It sounds like they're going to all sorts of different places. And the songs can go in all sorts of different places. They never, the modulation comes because they never make a break for anything. They always hedge their bets. But on this occasion, there's a good reason for it. Because they don't want to stamp it as a rock or a folk or a pop. They don't want to do any of that. What they want to do is say, this can go anywhere, and it's going to. So we're not going to emphasise any one thing. It does go loads of places, but where it goes mainly is to the pub with a roaring fire as Ian tells you what he thinks. It goes other places too, and as long as he's with me, I'll go as well. The Zealot Gene is a great album. It's a great late Jethro Tull album. So which Jethro Tull do you like? You can like quite a lot of them. They're all here. Ta-ta.